Man, I've been broke since last Saturday I had to go to Coinstar with a jar just to get gas Get to work where I'm flipping burgers till I get swamp ass My folks don't own no business, I just cut fish and did dishes But What's up guys, welcome to episode 58 of the My Parents Office podcast I am your host, Andrew Diaz Today, on this Friday, we do not have our normal Friday co-host, Kyle Meneker And we do not have Brett, so it's just me We've got a great interview with Enfield High alum and LaSalle volleyball player Dylan D'Souza. It was great to talk to him. So stay tuned for that interview. Uh, next week, I just recorded an interview with another Enfield native, uh, Chaz Ruffin. He is a strength and conditioning major. He's at Merrimack right now, went to Springfield College. Um, it was great to talk to him. He's putting up insane numbers in the weight room. So that episode, I'm definitely looking forward to. We've got some things in the works about possibly, possibly, possibly getting sponsored, um, working with some small businesses, and then working actually on a theme song with a, a former guest of the show, a, a big time friend of the program. Um, he'll, he'll, I'm definitely looking forward to if this works out. So yeah, stay tuned for, or stay on the lookout for that and stay tuned for the Chaz Ruffin interview. But right now, I've got the interview with LaSalle volleyball player Dylan D'Souza. Uh, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. All right. Now, joining the show, I have on Enfield High School alum and LaSalle University volleyball player Dylan D'Souza. Uh, you know, we love to have Enfield guys on the show, um, guys that are representing at whatever Division One to Division Three level uh, at a high-level sport. Uh, so, Dylan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing real good. Um, just happy to get you on. Like I said, love talking to Enfield, the the few Enfield athletes that are still playing uh, college sports. Um, you see a lot go to college to play sports. Not a ton stick around. So it's good that that you're you're made, you made it to your senior year playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not easy. Like assault like with school work I'm also an athletic training major so like with clinical okay. hours and everything like that like it's difficult to find the time to you know like be a college student itself but yeah you know I, I figured it out I was able to like work out my schedule so yeah and it's a sport I love so I, I wanted to keep playing so I like to kind of go when I do an interview like this I like to go all the way back so high school you played volleyball for was it all four years yeah, all four years. Um, yeah, my freshman year. So initially, basketball was my sport. Like, I love basketball with all my heart. Um, I, I practiced, like, all summer trying to make the um, Enfield High uh, basketball team because, like, if you look back in, like, history, like, Enfield High had a pretty good basketball program. Yeah. Um, so, like, I tried that, and I also played soccer. And I was, at the time, when I was a freshman, I was really, really uh, close friends with a lot of the seniors. So they told me, they're like, just come on the team. Like, if you if you don't like it, you can quit after a week. But after a week of playing, I, I fell in love with the sport. So Nice. So did that love for basketball that you have kind of transition into your love for volleyball? Like, do you, you obviously love volleyball a lot, but how much of that love did you lose for basketball? Um, I mean, I still love playing basketball. I'll do pickup games all the time. Um, it was just the more so like the – the coaching aspect I'm a very like uh, like like positive criticism 
Mm-hmm. I like I, I feed off that as a player. If like you're yelling at me or anything like that, like I, sh- I tend to shut down mid game. Yeah. And that's what I was noticing with basketball. Like I wasn't able to like play at the level I wanted to play because I was constantly getting like picked on. And that's just not how I operated. Um, but when I started playing volleyball, um, Coach Joslyn was just amazing with that. Like she was like, hey, like you did great on that play, but let's like switch it up a little bit. Let's do it this way instead of the way you did I, I just like from that I learned a lot of different things and it was just from there on I just fell in love with it and basketball kind of just was on the downhill. With the criticism aspect because everybody responds different like you mentioned like some people mm-hmm. need a coach that's gonna put pressure on them getting their shit some people need a coach that'll sit back some will like you said the uh, the constructive criticism do you wish you maybe operate a little different or do you think that's like the right like that works for you how you operate where you need that constructive criticism uh not through really like yelling but maybe through when you come off the court like hey like you said like hey that was good but try this a little bit better next time or do this different um yeah definitely for like for sure I wish like I kind of operated like a little differently um just in the sense that a lot of coaches aren't like how coach Jocelyn was Mm -hmm. um a lot of the coaches are like oh like let's yell at you let's like like motivate you that way and that works for a lot of players it's just Mm -hmm. never worked for me um and yeah I mean like I said it it worked for like a lot like many different players like people like getting yelled at that like really like was motivated them to be like I'm gonna go do like exactly what you said or even in a different aspect like sometimes coaches can be like rude and stuff or you just don't like the coach. And if they're yelling at you, you kind of like, okay, like I'm a play because I want to prove you wrong or something like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I wish I did operate at kind of a different level, but I was, I've been able to figure out how I can play. And I kind of talked to my coaches about that growing up and like, they've switched up their coaching for me at least. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just got to figure out what you like, how you operate and go from there. Kind of going off that. Do you think, uh, because I, I, you see it a lot. Like some people will say they had a sport that they grew up loving and you hit a certain level. Maybe it's while you're still in youth or high school or even in college that a coach can kill your love for the game. Do you think that maybe that was the aspect for basketball with you? Or do you just feel like, with volleyball that kind of overtook it um no like you were you were like spot on okay the coaching aspect for basketball I mean you can you can go back and ask any of the kids from my graduating class and they would say the same thing like it our coach I'm not gonna drop any names like our coach kind of killed all of our passion for basketball it was just like I think he would have done better with a different team maybe in a different little location but we were just not we weren't built to play the basketball that he wanted us to play so it was just a lot like a lot of running a lot of sprinting a lot of running yeah yeah there was like I remember freshman year going in like they said like okay you're gonna have to do 40 okay well not this isn't the correct term anymore but like suicides or like well that's how every athlete knows it at least yeah 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 um so you got to do 40 suicides in 40 minutes and I don't know how I did it, but it's brutal. Yeah. 
Uh, I saw Coach Jay actually uh, this past weekend or over last week, maybe she came into Big Y. So mm-hmm. I was able to talk. It was good seeing her because did did you like having her in the uh, the building too as a coach with her being a teacher? Uh, do you think that was also kind of beneficial to the team? Of course, because uh, like. I mean, especially like towards my senior year of high school, um, so like towards the end when like you really didn't care, like they always say like, oh, the first like two semesters are important for colleges. And I think that's just like a scare tactic to make sure yeah. like you're still like working hard. But after right. that, no, nobody really like cares. So most of the time I would like walk out of class and go hang out with Coach Jay in her office. And we talk like about the new, rec- not recruits, sorry, <laughs> the new freshmen the, coming the freshmen, in. Yeah. Yeah um talk about them see how like see how they're doing um like next the next game's coming up like what we wanted to do what we wanted to focus on in practice it was it was just always great to have her there and also like she was my coach so if I ever got into like trouble like I I wasn't a bad kid in high school but like if I ever got in trouble for anything coach Jay always had my back now uh you were part of the first class to graduate once Enfield High combined into pretty much a, it felt like at that time, like a mega high school. Uh, it was pretty nuts. So you guys go for, we go from playing class S Pequot, which is arguably, unless you go out to like the Western or Eastern part of Connecticut, it's some of the worst competition in the state to now we're playing division one, double L you're playing our conferences, East Hartford, Manchester, you have Weathersfield teams like that, that are, well-rounded in just about every sport so how was that transition for you it was like like play style wise or just like how we did against the competition it wasn't anything different and that that was something that I really loved about coach Jay like no matter the circumstances no matter the players she had on the court we always found a way to make states it was no question it was it was in high school I'm not sure what it was for like football or anything else but mm-hmm. for volleyball it's just you had to get eight um eight wins and then you were you qualified for states so coach Jay always like we always got those eight um eight game wins um in the sense of like switching divisions so we were we were class m as Enfield high and okay. then I think Fermi was class l and we still played for me because I mean, obviously, like we had that cross round yeah. or the cross cross town rivalry. Yep. But when we combined, going up to that was the competition wasn't any harder, I guess, for states wise. It was like we had to play, or like we if we went farther than we did my senior year, we would have had to play like Darien or yeah, you travel state. south. You go to the southern part of the state, which is just a breeding ground for athletes. Oh yeah. Like they always had like the bet, like the taller athletes, the kids who just like put in the time. Um, and yeah, I mean, Enfield high, like we, we would get those players here and there, but it wasn't like, I think the, the last time we had a group of athletes like that, where they were just all athletes was uh girl soccer. Uh, yeah. The class that graduated pro- but after you and before me, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, Dell like, and Delaney and Sarah, all of them. Yeah, and then even the year, the year before that too, like we yeah. had Regina, Erica. Oh yeah. All like just an amazing class of athletes, and it was yeah, like it, that was really lucky that we got that um, volleyball. That and like really girls good. basketball. Those were the two that oh, yeah. 
those that like four year stretch was just unreal. Insane. Having, it was crazy. It was uh, the yeah. I mean, I look back at high school. I don't remember. I obviously I remember like my volleyball games, but the fan sections. Though that's something oh, yeah. I'll always look. To, yeah. Uh, a sport like volleyball, because well, especially guys volleyball, because it's played in the spring rather than girls being played in the fall. Do you think that hurts the effort put in by players in high school? Because it's the pretty much usually the last semester of the year. Uh, it's the springtime. A lot of people have kind of checked out. So if you get, like, I mean, a kid like you, you're dedicated to it. But if you get a kid that you know could be a pretty good player, but is doesn't have the greatest work ethic, and now you mix that in with summertime coming up, finals, and all of that, do you think that puts kind of a hindrance on the sport in general? Um, yeah, I would say so. The nice thing about volleyball, though, was – a lot of the players that we had, they weren't three sport athletes. Okay. We had some two sport athletes, but there weren't many players that were playing like in the fall, winter, and then spring. Um, so like myself, like I said before, I played soccer, basketball, and volleyball. I ended up quitting soccer. My I quit basketball and um, soccer my, my junior year yeah. because I was just having constant knee pain. And my physical therapist was like, listen, you need a break because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you remember, but. Like we had, at least for me, like I had soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, volleyball in the spring. My freshman year, I played AAU basketball on top of that. And then no downtime also between the high school seasons. It's usually fall, fall ends, Thanksgiving break, then you're right into to, to uh, winter. And then winter's weird because there's the playoffs are a lot deeper than fall sports, I think, like mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, so you don't really know how long you're actually going to be playing. And that can creep right up into volleyball. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it always, they always like would push back like volleyball tryouts and stuff. If any of us had like playoffs. Um, But yeah. And then on top of that CrossFit over the summer. Oh yeah. So my body just never got a break. So I had, I had to take that time off so I could really focus on volleyball. And then on top of that, for wanting to play in college, I had to do club. I had to do at least one year of club volleyball, which is technically just like AAU volleyball. Uh-huh. Um, and there was no way I was going to be able to do basketball and AAU volleyball at the same time. So I decided to quit basketball and focus solely on volleyball. Gotcha. Now, when it comes to lifting for a volleyball player, what is that like? Because, I mean, it, it always comes back like the sports you always expect people to lift for is like football, basketball, uh, a lot more like the contact sports. Mm-hmm. And a sport like volleyball, I don't think a lot of people realize what you really have to do. I imagine it's a lot of lower body explosive stuff like that. So what was, at least in high school, before you got to college, what did your lifts look like? And how did you kind of change it to prepare yourself for the next level? Yeah, so a lot of our lifts were, like you said, lower body. Um, like ab work plays a lot into volleyball. Like when you're hitting or blocking, like you need to like, kind of hinge at that like that body area um and even too like shoulder like if you think like we're swinging at over a hundred sets yeah like a practice so if you really like if you're not if your shoulder isn't that strong like you can really like mess up your shoulder um so it's a lot of like shoulder work um leg stuff explosive leg stuff so like um like box step ups with uh dumbbells 
and then you like drive your knee up at the top. Yeah. A lot of those explosive like workouts, um, back squats thrown in there, all your kind of like core exercises, like back squat, deadlifts, all that stuff. Like that's always necessary, but you really want to focus on that kind of explosive and then also like agility uh, type of stuff. Gotcha. Now, uh, at what point did you realize playing college volleyball was like a, a, like a legit possibility? Because I feel like you always think that you could play a sport in college, but at what point did it become a reality of actually doing it? So that actually, it, I mean, it, shocking enough, like it, it was pretty early in my volleyball career. So I came in as a freshman and I played JV. I got into one varsity game as a freshman and that was it coming in sophomore year we had I think six seniors graduate that year so our entire varsity team was like like we had to rebuild so yeah. we had three sophomores starting one junior uh one junior setter uh we had Boomer Romano as a uh middle so he was the only senior that year so he he kind of took that leadership uh, position but it was just a lot of rebuilding um and at the end of that sophomore season, Coach Jay walked up to me. He's, she was like, hey, like, if you're interested, I really think this is something that you could play in, like, college if, like, you really dedicate yourself to this. And I was like, that's, that's huge. Like, that's awesome. So that's kind of where – that also played into my decision for quitting soccer and basketball because I was like, okay. if I can go play somewhere, that's, that'd, be, like, that'd be dope. How much did Coach Jay help with the recruiting process? Um, she, she played, yeah, she played a pretty big role with that. Every, um, every coach that I like emailed, um, like my, uh, highlight reel to, or like, was like, Hey, I'm interested. Like she would also email him or I would like also like, I would CC her in the email. And like, okay. if they had any questions, like she would always say like, Oh yeah, I talked to this coach, talk to this coach, kind of talk to them about like your play style, like everything like that. Like what kind of player you are on the core, off the core, all that stuff. Um, and like, she had me as a student. So like kind of told me like how my, like how my grades were and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, she, she was, she was huge. She did everything. She kind of helped me through the whole process too. She's like, you need to have a, uh, like highlight reel. You need to email these, like the teams, you have to do all this stuff. Like she kind of like pushed me along and I did everything myself, but she was always there like to help. Now, what is the recruiting process like for volleyball? Because I went through the football one and it's very, it feels kind of cut and dry. Like you email, you take your visits and then it's, you pretty much commit and kind of the same with, like I've seen uh, some of my teammates with wrestling or basketball or baseball. And those are, I think, sports that you see, maybe just football, basketball, baseball, like the three big ones where it feels more cut and dry. But mm -hmm. a sport like volleyball you don't really get to kind of see the inside of a recruiting process for that. So maybe just like, what was your process like for it? So for mine, um, I'll give, I'll give two stories. Cause there was, there was one time that uh, I was recruited like after a game in high school, but so for all, all the colleges that I applied to, I applied to uh, Springfield college, Elms college, Endicott, LaSalle and Emmanuel. Um, and for all five of those colleges on the, like their athletics website, it, there's like a, a recruit me tab and yeah, you kind of just like, yeah. So you just like fill that out and then it'll give you, and like, you can find the coach's email and stuff. And then I just emailed them like my highlight reel. I was like, Hey, like I just submitted a recruitment form. Um, 
here's my highlight reel. Love if you take the time to check it out. If not, completely understand. Um, and then from there, I got emails back saying some schools were like, well, we'll keep in touch. Other schools immediately were like, we want you on the team. And LaSalle was one of those. Like immediately I was told like, yeah, you would have a starting position if you come here. So did you have any uh, bad experiences with coaches? I know you may not want to like name drop or mm -hmm. uh, talk about the school, but did you have one that like kind of still sticks out in your mind? Because I think everybody has had at least one through the recruiting process where you're like that coach was either a dick or way out in left field, like just an odd overall experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, this was my number one school that I wanted to get recruited to. LaSalle was tied for second. They both shared my major, so that's kind of why they, it was number one. Hang um, on. Hang on. Springfield? No. No? Well, okay. yes. Springfield, I would have. I would love to go to Springfield. Like, they yeah. obviously have a great athletic training program, but um, they, they recruit – they don't really recruit anybody from around, like – the new England area. Cause new England's not known for volleyball. It's mainly like a lot of their, if you look at their roster from years past, like it's a lot of kids from like Puerto Rico, California, like Florida, like those big names, like the big name States that people play year round. Cause it's so nice. Wow. Um, but yeah, so this school, it was, uh, I went, I went there for a meeting with the coach talked to him I was like hey like I know you can't like give anything for sure but like what's the if I get accepted into the school like what's the process with like being on the team like am I going to be on the team or what what's going to be the deal yeah, with that you want to know that's something you're going to definitely want to know exactly and so this coach actually it's funny enough he name dropped Springfield he was like I love Springfield's program Springfield does great things obviously like they've won a million national championships in volleyball. Um, but he's like, the one thing I don't like what they do over there is they, they recruit like 40 kids and within like the first week, 20 kids are cut. And he was like, I don't like that. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like I, I want to tell kids like, yeah, this is what, like you're on the team. If you get accepted, I don't want them to be like, Oh, I'm coming to the school to like play volleyball. And then their dreams get crushed because yeah. they got cut the first day. So I got accepted. I emailed him. I was like, Hey, like I got accepted. Does that mean I'm on the team or like, where do I go from here? He was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Um, he's like, that's great. Uh, hope to hear from you soon. Um, but we will be holding tryouts and that'll determine if you're on the team or not. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was like, isn't that the, what you were just saying? Like you don't like about Springfield, like, like, all right, whatever. So that kind of was just like, that's when I was like, nah, like I'm all set. And at, at the same time, that's when LaSalle was like, you're going to get a starting position here. So I was like, LaSalle's definitely my school. I had one, we went, it was up at uh main maritime. It's like up past Bangor way. It's six hour drive. We drive up for a visit and we watched that. It was a game day visit. Uh, and the game ends and the coach is like, all right, uh, you know, I'm busy right now. We can't really uh, do a campus tour right now. So uh, we'll get you back up in the winter for uh, an overnight. And my, I look at my mom and dad, I'm like, fuck this. Like especially <laughs> up there, it's going to be like negative five. And the, I'm like, if you can't give me a campus tour, we just drove six hours up from Connecticut. Yeah. Like, give me a break. So I immediately just kind of, you kind of just cut off all 
all ties right there. But yeah, it's recruiting process is weird. You meet a lot of weird coaches, uh, a lot of great coaches, and mm -hmm. it, it's just an overall. It's it can be a good time and it can be a stressful time though. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, stressful like in all aspects. You're like obviously you're like I want this coach to like want me as a player yeah. and like me as a person, and like when like it's not when you don't ex like what you're expecting isn't the reality you're like wow like this this sucks this isn't what i was expecting and it's kind of like it throws you for a loop you're like wow like now you know. you're an at major um so like we saw obviously with springfield college you we'd get like two or three people come in every year do you do the same thing like with local high schools or other colleges around the boston area oh yeah for sure and that's that's a great thing about the Boston area is because we have access to all those like schools. Yeah. Um, so how, how normally how it's supposed to work is you're supposed to like over your course of like being an AT each semester, you're supposed to have a different placement. Um, so you start your sophomore year. So I should have had six placements. Um, it didn't work out for me that way because with volleyball, it kind of affected that switch because how it was supposed to work is I was supposed to go in for preseason in the fall, mm -hmm. get all my hours for that location from like August to November. And then like right before November, like finishes, I was supposed to switch locations. Gotcha. But, but that just it never worked out that way because I was already so like involved in that school that they requested to have me for another semester. Okay. Um, yeah. And, it was also because I already had like a set schedule there. I already knew the players. I knew what they needed. I knew like the treatments that they needed. Um, switching schools midway, I would have to figure out like, okay, like how is this going to fit around my schedule? Like, where am I going to, like, how am I going to drive? Like, how long am I going to stay there? And especially like in the fall, like I had preseason for volleyball. So a lot of the time, like I was going to clinical for two hours and then driving home. Yeah, so that's practice. That's wild. Yeah. Um, do you, do you like getting that, like in that experience, like your first day, how nervous were you going to a different school? And you're meeting a whole new, cause you also don't know what the coaches are going to be like with the athletic teams or the head trainer is going to be like at X school. So what was your nerve level going into that? Um, yeah, I was, I was very, very nervous. Um, I think the most thing I was like the thing I was most nervous about was taping an ankle because going in starting your sophomore year you're basically just the ice boy like you you're not like in the major you you started your major classes so like lower body extremity upper body like extremity stuff um and like injuries and treatment for that but you you, you haven't learned that yet you're still learning that while you're at your first rotation so like going in, I was like, they're going to ask me to tape ankles. And the last time I taped an ankle was April of like of the year before. Like, uh -huh. so I, that was what I was really nervous about. I was able to figure it out. Like after a few tries, like that poor athlete I was taping, they were like, I gotta get to practice. Like, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah. And, but taping an ankle is like, back of my hand now like you just you figure everything out and it's pretty easy now how did you practice like would you so obviously while you're doing it to the athletes 
but would you kind of like go back to your dorm and would you work on it there in any any uh way shape or form or no did it just stay in the training room um yeah so i mean we had we had classes dedicated to that um so like all like our entire like freshman year was just basically like learning tape jobs like ankle tapes um wrist tapes uh like arch tapes just like the basic tape jobs and we would just go over that and we had a we had to pass our proficiencies which is basically just like okay like you know how to tape an ankle like you passed um so yeah it, we, it was a lot of practicing in the classroom and then even in clinic if it was a really slow like if it was a slow day or a lot of people were at practice there's usually like two or three LaSalle students at location so we just like practice on each other there too oh okay that's it's pretty it's convenient at least Mm-hmm. now sure. with volleyball how have you been able to balance the two because like you said I know you've had that that conflict with preseason a little bit but overall just balancing your major being a college student and playing volleyball yeah geez how much time do you have um <laughs> it's yeah it's a lot um I mean I can kind of I don't, I don't know why I have this out here, but like I, I live off of my desk calendar. So if you can kind of see like yeah. how busy my days are. Um, so like this day right here, I had, I had work at 6.45 in the morning until 10. And then I had class 11 to two and then clinical 2.30 to uh, what was it? 6.30. And then I had a class at seven. Um, so it's just kind of, a lot of like figuring out like where to fit in your homework or like when just to relax. And that's, that's the thing that like really like sucks the most is I don't go to bed until like one o'clock most nights because I get out of practice. I have some homework to do. Mm-hmm. And the time for me to unwind is like 11. And I was like, I want to watch like TV or I want to play video games and yeah, it's most nights is like one o'clock. You watching it's, anything good right now? Um, yeah, I'm rewatching. I'm rewatching Umbrella Academy because I love that show. Um, I'm reliving my childhood. I'm watching through iCarly and Big Time Rush. Okay. Um. On the yeah, that's that's basically on that that's on that aspect of Netflix, and then I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, okay. like, I, like, I love just watching YouTube, uh, like throwback to t- 2007. Um, I still watch like KYR Speedy and all them. Oh, they all right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. They do like Call of Duty videos, Minecraft videos. I just, you know, it's something to put on and like, just scroll on my phone too. Something to have like some background noise, but they're also funny and like fun to watch. So now focusing on the team aspect of LaSalle and the volleyball team uh what was when you first got on campus your first real interaction with the team how was that I mean did you feel like did you get that like everybody says like that warm and fuzzy family feel uh that whole cliche or was it did it you have to kind of work towards getting that family feel yeah so I I kind of had an advantage over most of the freshmen coming in and that was like that was solely based off my recruitment night um I was obviously my recruitment night was was my senior year of high school so I was a senior in high school and I pull up to this recruitment night and like 
having fun meeting the guys and everything like that. Yep. And this, uh, the sophomore girl from college pulls me into the bathroom and like, you know, whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so the guys loved me. They're like, yo, that's that kid. Like loved me. Um, so like I came in, they were like dapping me up and everything. Cause they remembered who I was and they were like so happy that I came here. Um, first day of captain's practice, I was, I was doing really well. One of the, uh, uh juniors at the time like walked up to me he's like hey if you keep playing it like that you you are going to start like no matter what like you are going to play like in that position so I was like that's awesome like they were very welcoming they were like open arms they they were so nice like if you had any issues or even if like you want to hang out like they were always like yeah come through like let's hang out let's let's do some team bonding yeah I feel like Cause how many, how many guys do you have on your roster? Like 20 ish? Yeah, about 20. I think like, I think our max is like 18. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's about 18. Cause it's like six, um, six people on the court at a time. So we will usually have like, we'll definitely have 12, but then we'll have like more people to filter in like throughout practice or even throughout the games. Gotcha. Yeah. Football is tough when you get on, for that like that first day is so nerve-wracking because you're going through like they are my first day you're getting your team pick like your uh roster picture and then you're picking up all your gear they're sending you in every which way then you're like right into meetings and you don't know anybody in there it's and like it's a it's a hundred guys so you're trying to figure out you're like and all the freshmen at the time we have to shave our heads we're bald so we don't know <laughs> who. we're looking around like I, I guess like I, you you're in my uh my on my level uh for the dorms but yeah that's with football it's weird because you try to meet everybody but you know it's just not possible I feel like that's nice having a smaller tight knit team oh yeah for sure and we it was a tradition before I came in so luckily I didn't have to do it but they they did make the freshmen shave their heads or actually well one of the players at the time he went to um he like you his high school was like one of those um what's the name of them prep school uh no like technical like technical oh, school tech school so, yeah so he did like cosmetology so he like learns how to cut like he learned how to cut hair um so like he gave team cuts to a lot of the freshmen um so it's funny like some of the there's some pictures out there that are like hilarious to look at but luckily they did they did rid of that because hate like it's hazing like I guess which it makes sense but it's like hair grows back it's not like a tattoo or like anything like that so on the topic of like hazing what's your thought on every like with sports because you grew up you're a couple years older so it was obviously probably a little rougher I mean we hit the generation where it's like hazing is not allowed even Mm -hmm. to like any extent like an example we have at school it's a tradition uh we have a viking bath we're in the winter the are pretty much our quote unquote RAs, our squad leaders. They bring all of the freshmen out, and you pretty much you run into the the bay, and it's like ten degrees out. But they they used to like spray you with uh, shaving cream and uh, do all that type of stuff. But this year, like my year, it was a little scaled back. They couldn't uh, do a lot of the stuff that they used to, and it's it just keeps progressing back and back to where I feel like you're not going to see, and I think that type of people like to call it hazing, but it kind of 
builds camaraderie. So yeah, what do you what do you think? Because you're a couple of years older, so you probably saw a little bit more. Yeah, so I wouldn't say like I don't. LaSalle does not partake in any hazing. I would say yeah. like when I say hazing, I think of like like, like fraternization thing kind of thing. Yeah, it's like harmful. Yeah, like I when I think when I say hazing, I think of like the fraternity stuff like you see yeah. in movies where it's like, oh yeah, you have to like walk around this party naked or like you have to like do whatever, like that kind of like extreme stuff. Yeah. Um, like we just want our teammates to have a good time. Like we're not gonna like we like we're not gonna kill them, like we're not gonna do anything like that, like, but we just want them to have a good time. Like we're yeah, it's not it's not like oh, if you don't do this, like you're off the team. It's like we respect like we respect your boundaries but we'd love to see everybody have a good time so like that's what we're trying to do like the shaving the head is, i don't even feel like is like and that's considered nowadays hazing because it's peer pressure and stuff like that like that's mm-hmm. not even really i think a bad thing it's just you're trying to have fun with the new the new kids that are new on the team make them i guess it's a way of trying to make them feel a little more welcome exactly like it's it, it's something to like it's something to talk about too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. we talk about <laughs> talk about that shit from like my freshman year. We're like, Yo, you remember that? Like, yes. remember when you chugged that fireball handle for like 10 seconds? And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's stuff to talk about. It's stuff. Like you said, build that camaraderie. Be like, yeah, this is like, I'm a part of this team. Like they, they, they respect me now. Like they, they know, like I'm, I'm for the team and everything. Right. Like that. Yeah. So you're coming back for a fifth year, correct? Yes. Um, what was the thought process behind that? Because uh, obviously you get another year of playing competitive volleyball mm-hmm. and you're coming back for to get your master's, correct? Yes. So the whole thought process behind that, because this has been a wild time. A lot of people are coming back and some are just foregoing their senior year and just kind of saying like, I'm done with school. Let me just get in the workforce. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, what was big for me is my major, like, like over the, like the entire United States became a master's program. Mm -hmm. So everybody who is graduating with an athletic training degree is now going to be a master's. It's going to be a master's in athletic training. Okay. Um, I came in, I just hit that, I hit that cut where I would, I can get my bachelor's degree and go practice AT anywhere if I pass the exam and I would like my thought process going through it, it was actually one of my classes, my junior year, we had a mock interview and I interviewed, I was like interviewed by this woman and like we talked and then at the end of the interview, she's like, do you have any questions like off the record from the mock interview? I was like, yeah, like if it was down to me and someone else and we had the same credentials, like we all had the same certificates. We all had this like, like we were like literally the same exact person, but they had yeah. a master's degree and I had a bachelor's degree. What would happen? And they're like, they're like, they're probably going to go with the master's degree because it just looks better on paper. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, like I don't want to lose out on jobs just because of that. Like just Absolutely. because I didn't want to do an extra year of school. So after I lost my season, I was like, okay, like I have that year of eligibility from last year. And then technically I have this year's, um, eligibility, even though I'm playing, it's not a full season. Oh, so yeah. we every, get every athlete this year, it, even if they play, they get the year. Mm-hmm. So I could technically come back for a six year. I'm not going to, but I could, if I wanted, 
Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. I'm going to get my master's in rehabilitation science. So I could have that like step up, um, on other like applicants for jobs and also just play another year of volleyball. So it all, it all worked out. Now a, a little off top, well, sort of off topic, but are you worried about being an athletic trainer? Because I've had my run-ins with Ben uh, at the time where he, he tells me like, I hurt my knee uh, mm-hmm. one game sophomore year. And he's like, I don't know. Like I went in the next day. He's like, I don't know. This could be torn. It, it's nowhere near torn. And then he tells one kid, he's like, no, your knee's good comes back torn ACL. I feel like he was just uh, guessing for us. Uh, so are you a little nervous about that at all? I love Ben, but I'm just like, <laughs> like, 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 come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be like kind of, yeah, I would say like, I would, I would say scary. I, I'm going to be like nervous. Um, the thing with that is like, we have tests to like, hell right away I, I completely get that like yeah I mean and it's also it comes down to the mechanism of injury like ACL injuries nine times out of ten are playing twist and it's non-contact so if you see someone running on the soccer field and then they like go to cut and then their knee just gives out it's like yeah that's an ACL um well you see that in the NFL too like when you're watching a game and a guy goes down they show the replay if it's a rec- like a receiver like you said cutting and they mm-hmm. just drop. You're like that. He's done for the year. Like that, just pretty much throwing the towel on him. It, yeah, it's crazy when you see it. Yeah, it is. And I don't know. Did you watch the national championship game last night yes. against Baylor? So there was that Gonzaga player who was like towards the end of the second um, half. He like he went up for a rebound, and then the kid with the like the handlebar mustache yeah. like went for it too. And he kind of like fell forward and his knees like bent weird. Um, as soon as I saw that and like he, he grabbed his like the middle of his knee. I was like, that's his MCL. Like you could just see like the way his like foot landed and how his knee moved. You're like, that's, that's gotta be something in there. And he was holding the side of his knee. So I was like, that's gotta be the MCL. Is it, do you, I don't know about feel cool, but do, when you're watching a game now, do you kind of, pick up on those little things like when a guy goes down they show the replay you can kind of pinpoint what exactly just happened yeah definitely you can like you can kind of see you can kind of like understand like um what was it the uh the NBA finals from two years ago when Clay Thompson tore his ACL as soon as I saw that I was like that's the way he landed I thought it was an MCL as well but I was like there's definitely going to be because when you tear your ACL a lot of other things, like your knees just going to get messed up in general. Um, there's a thing called like the terrific, terrific triad, which is like your ACL, MCL, and then like meniscus all tear. So like it, it could be, the mechanism could be whatever, but yeah, you can, I, it, you kind of feel cool, but when you're not with other AT students, yeah. you just kind of like, you're like, oh, I'm just talking out my ass right now. Like you guys don't understand anything I'm saying. So it's not like like at a Super Bowl party with like your friends from back home. You're not just like pointing to the valley, like oh, ACL right there, a- ACL. He's done. Count him out. Well, well, yeah, I do. I'm like, oh, that's definitely like a rolled ankle or whatever. And they're all be like, all right, Dylan, all right. You're like we get it, <laughs> we get it. So that's awesome. Yeah. 
So before I let you go, uh, big thing I like to do uh, with really any athlete that, uh, that comes on the show is I like to talk about what your pregame playlist and your pregame routine kind of consist of. So what are three songs? Like you've got pretty much a three song limit right now before the game okay. starts. You've got your headphones in. What are you going with? So my number one song is going to be Go Off um, from the Fast and Furious 7 um, okay. soundtrack with uh, Travis Scott, Lil Uzi, and um, who else was it? I forget who. But that song just always gets me like in the mood. Um, that song, uh, Cinderella Man by Eminem. It's always just like, just like the bass, like the, the like, just, oh, that's also a really good song. And then, hmm. That's an album I'm gonna have you can really pick any song off of for a, for a pregame and kind of be pretty set. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think my third song is going to be Champions um, nice. with like Kanye, Big Sean, all them. Like that's yeah. that's another really good song. And then do you have any like weird pregame ritual, one that you may have brought with you from high school or one you kind of developed in college? Just like one thing that you maybe either eat or do right before a game. Um, yeah, so I did this. I started this in high school. Um, it's like very, very OCD of me, but I have to go through my bag three times before I leave my room or even my house. And it's like a whole process. Like I start from the bottom and I work my way up. So in college, I'm always like, all right, I have my shoes. I have my matching socks for my jersey. I have my compression shorts. I have my knee sleeves. I have my game shorts. I have my game jersey. I have my warm up. I have my jumpsuit. And then I was like, I got my contacts in and I have tape for my fingers. Cause I tape like, I tape the middle joint of my fingers um, every game. Something I started in high school um, kind of just makes me feel like I hit better. I don't know if there's any actual like evidence on that, but it, yeah. I feel better with it. So I keep doing it. So, yeah, I, I kind of, I get, it might do that kind of out of nervousness. Yeah. I feel like I would always like, I'm, even like in the middle of a bus ride, maybe for like a wrestling meet, I've gone through my bag four times already. And I'm still like, did I forget my shoes? And I go, like, I, I'll wake up from like, I'm dozing off and I'll dig in my bag. I'm like, all right, everything's there. Everything's there. You just feel like you get so nervous because you don't want to be the kid that forgets something. Oh yeah. You don't want to be, especially if you're a starter, like you don't want to be that kid who's like, yeah, coach, I can't play. I don't, yeah. I don't have my shoes. You're like, what's wrong with you? Like, So oh. yeah. And it's nice too. Like I, I always had a bag. So like my, my volleyball shoes do not leave that bag until the end of the season. And then I, I get a new pair every season. So they stay there and they do not move um, until I get a new pair. So now do you go with basketball shoes instead of like, or are there certain vol like volleyball shoes? Yeah. So there's, there's the um, Asics. Um, okay. Yeah, Asics make a lot of volleyball shoes. Um, for me personally, those Asics only, I, in my mind, would only be beneficial on the actual volleyball courts that you'll see like in the Olympics or even like the higher level. But nine times out of 10, you're playing on a basketball court. Mm -hmm. So I tend to always go with low top basketball sneakers because you kind of want that, um, that freedom for your ankle to move around. 
you can wear high tops. I wore high tops last year and I didn't really have an issue, but the, the ability to have that freedom with your ankle is supposed to be there. So you can like make that, like that play or any, like any, anything in general, like it's just more freedom and it's not like you're going to roll your ankle, but like knock on wood, the rolled ankles do happen, but it's yeah. not as common because you're you not obviously there for this season already. Or you still yeah. wait? Yes, I did. I got, um, I mean, I could go grab them, but they're, um, the Kyrie three lows. Okay. Um, I got the like they're like black and like they have kind of this like cyan blue color. Um, um the main reason I got them is because like on the back heel there's like a moon with three stars and like that's dope. So that's I got those. Cool, yeah. I usually stuck with K uh KDs though. Ever uh-huh. since my sophomore year of high school, I always played in uh KDs and I've never had an issue with those, but the KDs this year weren't that great. So I just went with the Kyries. Dylan, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Hopefully get you back on maybe towards the end of the season, seeing how you guys are doing, kind of just coming back for a little bit of an update. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Of course, dude. Thank you for for having me. I'd love to do another interview uh, after my season or even next year. We miss you uh, up at Big Y, so <laughs> hopefully back for the summer. But I I will definitely be back for the summer. I will uh I'll be back like around June ish. So sounds good. Thank you for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes when we bring it out. Thank you. With a jar just to get gas, get to work where I'm flipping burgers till I get swamp ass. My folks don't own no business. I just cut fish and did dishes. But when it's payday, I'm bimping. I got old dudes in my pants. Pause. Ulysses.